Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. And Shatale Pratana Kotonanta Ebaratana Susapatale. Thank you, precious Father, for this beautiful morning, for this beautiful day that you have given us. This is the day that you have made. Scripture says that, Lord, you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. And so, Lord, because you made today for us, Lord, we know we are confident that today is blessed. And so we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We thank you for the blessings of today, for the goodness of today. We thank you because we know that according to your word, all things work together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. Father, we thank you for your very purpose for our different lives. Thank you for redeeming us to yourself. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for your plans, Lord, for each one of us. We give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. We do not take it for granted this morning. We are grateful that we are able to worship the ancient of days this morning. We are grateful and declared, be magnified, O God. Be magnified, King of glory. Be magnified, Prince of glory. Peace be magnified, O God, be exalted forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. As we read the word once again this morning, Father, we ask, Lord, grant us wisdom and understanding in your word, help us learn in your presence, and cause your name alone to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue reading uh, the Bible. We are currently reading the book of Romans. Yesterday we stopped on chapter 4. Uh, today we'll take chapters 5 and 6. Chapter 5, uh, Paul continues to explain and give the people you know a, a sound understanding of this new faith this grace that they are that they are found in Christ Jesus okay so he continues that in Romans chapter 5 and then in chapter 6 he explains that the power of sin has been broken i'm telling you um yes you will know why the law could never could never have resulted in our righteousness yes because the law simply made sin more powerful but faith in christ is different i'm telling you it's different so please get your bibles let's read together this morning romans chapter 5 and 6 it says faith brings joy therefore since we have made we have been made right in god's sight by faith we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Are you not glad? Are you not glad that you have peace with God? I don't know about you, but I have peace with God. I am not an enemy of God. When the day comes, when I eventually stand before this God, I have peace with him. I am not expecting judgment. I'm expect, expecting that I will be discharged and acquitted. 
despite all of the accusation of the enemy of the devil i will be declared welcome thou faithful and you know and a loving servant that would be my testimony why because of this gift it says therefore since we have been made right in god's sight by faith by faith we have peace we have peace with god because of what jesus christ our lord has done for us since because of our faith Christ has brought us into the place, into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Let's read verse 2 again. It is because of our faith, not because of the law, eh? because of our faith in Jesus, because of our faith in God. It says that Christ has brought us it's not that he's going to bring us so he already brought us for those of us okay remember he's writing to uh, to the believers in rome he says for those of us who have received have made who have made jesus our lord and savior christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. I don't know about those who are looking forward, you know, in fear. And I'm telling you, I've shared this before. As a pastor, um, you just have this unfortunate job of having to see people leave this world sometimes. So we are there to see them come into the world many times to pray for a woman who is about to give birth. People are trusting God for safety. And then when the baby comes, you're there to name the baby. You know, very wonderful moments. But then, uh, many times, the unfortunate moment of, have to, of having to be there when, when loved ones are crying and someone is about, about to go. I tell you again, when people don't, you know, when their faith is not settled, okay, uh, when they don't have Jesus. I'm telling you, I've seen this again and again. Okay, it doesn't matter how much they brag here on this earth when they are about to leave it, it dawns, it just dawns on them that wow, I have missed, I missed it. Wow, ah, there's trouble for me on the other side. It just dawned on them. For many, they literally struggle with death, you know, refusing to go. But I am I have seen many, many countless. Okay, for of those who have Jesus, will leave this world with a smile. I'm telling you, it was like someone was welcoming them on the other side. Yes, it is because of this faith. So Paul says we can rejoice. Hmm? We can rejoice too when we uh, when we run into problems. No, let me not read. Let me not read verse two yet. Let me not read verse three yet. He says read verse two. He says because of our faith again, Jesus has brought us into this place. Of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory we look forward to it okay so because of this we can rejoice yes we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that the help that they help us develop endurance troubles or problems help us to develop endurance and when we have endurance, verse 4 says, and endurance develops strength of character. 
Yes, endurance is what brings strength of character. My pastor usually says that you will never be able to rise above the level of your character. What brings character? It says endurance develops, develops, you know, builds that character that you you have as a child of God. Endurance develops develop character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation character living for god strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment i'm telling you our hope does not lead to disappointment when people leave this world they leave it with a smile it feels literally and i'm telling you i look forward to it and that's why me i'm not afraid of death yes Okay, I look forward to it with joy. I'm not dying very soon, okay? So I've seen myself doing my assignment at 70. So I'm not going soon. When I'm going, however, it will be with a smile on my face. Why? Because this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with its love. Okay, you see? The Holy Spirit itself eh, that God gives us, that works with us now. When Jesus said, I was going and I will send you another helper, the Holy Spirit, who is now here with us. eh, It is another proof of God's love. Just like Jesus was the proof of God's love. John 3.16, God so loved the world. He gave us what? He gave us his only begotten son. (laughs) You see, sending us another helper was proof of God's love. Yes, if the Holy Spirit was not just a down payment, okay, for our salvation, he is he was he is the proof that God loves us and he looks forward to having us to, to be with him. He says because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his joy. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Yes when we were utterly helpless, when we were useless, if you want to use that word, Christ died for us. He said, now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright... Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. Ah, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were, we were still sinners. There are people who will say, okay, for a good person, it might be possible for them to consider it. But for a sinner, ha, a prostitute, an arm robber, a sinner like me, ah, many people will say, well, I better carry your sin on you by yourself or die, by your, die for yourself. But God loved us when we were steep in our sins. Did you see that? He says, when we were still sinners, that was when Christ died for us at just the right time okay some others will die will choose to die for someone good but god showed his great love for us by sending christ to die for us while we were still sinners this is and since we have been made right in god's sight by the blood of of christ he will certainly save us from god's condemnation jesus saves us from god's condemnation verse 10 since for uh, since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. I'm telling you, two different things. The death of his son and the life of his son. Okay? If we were reconciled 
truth is that uh, now that we have now accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we are living for him, uh, it's guaranteed. <laughs> we are saved through the life of his son. So, so now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Yes, I am a friend of God. Are you? Yes. I am a friend of God, though I don't know about you. I am a friend of God. I am not looking forward to condemnation. Yes, because I am meeting my friend on the other side. I am a friend of God. Declare it with me this morning. I am a friend of God. Hallelujah. All right, so let's read about Adam and Christ, okay? Because Paul goes on to contrast them. He says that when Adam sinned, because sin entered this world through Adam, yes, through Adam, even though Adam said it was the woman that that God gave him that that made him to sin, yes. But Adam sin entered this world because of Adam, and I'm telling you, you will see Paul's reasoning here. If everyone sinned because Adam sinned, then ah, uh-uh, everyone also can be made right because of what Jesus did. Hallelujah! It says when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Adam's sin, eh? one action, changed our nature. So why should it be so difficult for you to comprehend or to, for you to, to believe that the action of one other, one other Adam, if you want to call it that, could result in a change of, of nature again for us today? Eh? He says, for everyone sinned. He says, yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. So many people make it look like it was when the, the laws of Moses arrived. That was when sin, sin started. No, sin started long before the law came. Okay? But we began to really recognize it as sin because we now have the law. But it was not it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died. Yes, they died because they sinned. The wages of sin is death. Since from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit command of God as Adam did, now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ, who was yet to come. But there is there's a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. There's a big difference. So, hmm? It says, For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this one man, Jesus Christ. Did you see that? Yes. Adam's one sin eh, brought condemnation. Yeah, he's contrasting Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. His gift of grace. He says, sin for the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. So what do you think? What, how, how does think about this? this? The righteousness of this one other person, what should it do? It should bring, it should bring about God's, God's gracious gift okay, for the entire world. He says, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this one man, Jesus Christ. He says, and the results of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. 
for Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being right with God even though we are guilty of many sins. Did you hear that? Yes, we are not saying that we are not guilty. Yes, the devil will bring his accusation. The devil will say, you did this, you stole, you told lies, you did this, you did that. That's fine. However, you have the free gift of God and that free gift is what will discharge and acquit you. It says, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. Since for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Wow. Through Jesus, we will live in triumph over death. Why? We have the gift, the gift of righteousness. That is God's gracious gift to us, the gift of righteousness. And through this one gift, we have, the, we have triumph over sin and over death through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 18 says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Jesus' one action too. Just like Adam's one action, Jesus' one action on the, on the cross brings about yes, a right relationship with God uh-huh, and new life for everyone who accepts Jesus. 19 says, because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one and one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. I am a righteous person. Eh? Declare, declare, declare this morning. Declare that you are righteous. Yes, you are a righteous person. Now you will understand when Paul wrote to churches and he called them saints. Eh? <laughs> The saints that he's talking about is not what you are looking at in the physical. He is talking about the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. So 20 says God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. Did you hear that? That's just the purpose of the law. The law shows us that we are sinful. And so we can never be justified through the law. He says shows could see that so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all, over all people and brought them to death, it says, how, it says now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Just as sin ruled, righteousness will rule now in our lives. For everyone who chooses Jesus Christ, righteousness will rule in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What a wonderful message. Yes, I'm telling you, even though the Jews struggled to understand this, but Paul was making sense. Eh? He was reasoning and he was making serious sense. Let's read chapter 6. Okay, sin's power is broken. He says, well then, uh, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Yes, because this was the struggle with Paul's message. Ah, 
if you do the message the way Paul is saying it, eh? Ah, people will live anyhow they like. That was what that was the accusation. People will do anything they can do and undo. They will live how they like. They will eat whatever they like. At least the Lord now says that there are things that we cannot eat. There are things we cannot touch. There are places that we cannot go. <laughs> we would rather do the law. Ah, Paul said, hey, no, it wasn't like that. The grace of God covers us. That free gift God has given us, it's, it's what channels us. It's what tells us the right things we should do, the wrong things we shouldn't do. It, it gives us the power to choose. He says, well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? If your answer is yes, then you don't understand the message of grace. Of course, obviously no. He says, of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Eh? We all died when Abraham sinned. The wages of sin is death. And in accepting Jesus, to accept Jesus, all of us had to die again. That's why we can live for this new person. We died in Christ. So Paul was saying, if we died, he says, since we have died to sin, we died in Christ. We died to sin so that we can live for God. He says, how can we continue to live in it, live for sin? He says, or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live a new life. Eh? Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of God, we too can live new lives now because we are raised by this same glorious power. The very power that raised Jesus Christ from, from the dead, that power is at work in us. Okay, that is what gives us the grace over sin, not the law. Six, says, since we have been united with him in his death, we, also, uh, we will also be raised to life as he was. Did you hear that? Okay, so the question for a lot of people is, has this happened? Yes, it happened. When you accepted Jesus, eh, you died with him. Okay, so don't expect that uh, Jesus is no longer in the, ga- in the grave. He is risen, and just as he is already raised from the dead, for those of us who accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, there is no fear of death in you that you would end your time or spend your time in the in the grave or in death. No, when you the time comes, you will see uh, that the, the 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 verdict for you will be this will be discharged and acquitted. Yes, there is no condemnation for you. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, since we have been reunited with Christ in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that our sin might lose its power in our lives. Did you hear that? We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ as long as our old self is dead. It died on that cross. Eh? The, the me that can sin, the me that enjoys enjoys doing evil, died on the cross. Okay, there's a new me. Since our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ, so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slave to sin. Yes, that's wonderful song. Says I am no longer a slave to sin. 
I am a child of God. Yes, we are no longer slaves to sin. I'm not saying that believers don't ever commit sin. No. Uh, please understand me this morning. And as you are listening, you know that, yes, there are many times you make mistakes and you commit sin. However, you sin not because you are a slave of sin. Yes, you sin, you sin because you, we are still in an evil and fallen world. Okay, and we make mistakes and we sin. Even that, God makes a provision for. Okay, so sin loses is power in our lives. We are no longer slaves of sin. Since for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Sin does not have any dominion over me. Declared with me. Sin does not have any dominion over me. Hallelujah. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he would never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. You see, eh? That the fact that Jesus okay, was raised from the dead showed himself with evidence, you know, to, to many, many people. Okay, I'm telling you, settled this case. As soon as the power of death was broken, the power death eh, was the devil's last card. <laughs> There's this game of we used to play when I was when I was young. We call it what? I played played once in a while, once in a while with my children, even until now. Okay, there is this where it's a game of it's a card game. Okay, and then you will be putting down your your strategies and your weapons, and then at the right time you will say last card, and then when the person does not have a response, you say check up. <laughs> death was the devil's last card. <laughs> as soon as the devil presented death, no man had anything to say. Eh? You, are, you keep quiet. Death silenced everyone. So when Jesus was raised from the death, ah, and he collected the, the authority of death and hell, ah, ah, the devil was settled, was, was silenced once and for all. So it, it says here that we are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sins. Sin, but now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourself to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. We are dead to sin but we are alive through we are alive in God through Jesus Christ 12 do not let sin control the way you live sin will always still try but do not let it control you are not a slave to it anymore you have a choice do not let sin control the way you live do not give uh, in to sinful desires do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your old body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Do you see the difference now? The law made sin powerful. And of course, we had no choice anyway. Sin, we were always sin. And then, of course, the law declared us guilty. But in Christ, we are not only set free from the power of sin, we have a choice. 
we have a choice. We can choose, okay, who we are going to obey, whose instrument we are going to be. He says, um, he says, so use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. Ha! Hallelujah! Sin is not my master. And sin, I declare this morning, is not your master. For you no longer live under the requirement of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. So I say this morning, which one will you choose? Will you choose grace or choose the law? <laughs> so I see many people say, ah, no, they prefer the law. At least they are sure. Ah, you don't know. You don't understand this message of grace. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. 15 says, well then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? If the answer is yes, I say again, you don't understand the message of grace. Obviously not. It says, of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Thank God, once you were a slave of sins, but sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Yes, I am now a child of God. I choose to obey God. Yes, I have become slaves to, to righteous living. I choose to obey God. Since because of the weakness of your human nature, I am using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Okay? Previously, you let yourself be slaves to impurities and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now, you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become, you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are, you are now ashamed of the things you used to do. Things that, that end in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do these things that lead you now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but this message of grace is an amazing one. I am not a slave of sin. I am a slave of righteousness. Yes, because the person I, I, I choose to obey is the slave of who I am. I am not a slave of sin. Declare with me this morning. I am not a slave of sin. I am a slave of righteousness. I choose to do right. I choose to obey God. Hallelujah. This morning, I choose the message of grace. Declare with me choose the message i choose the message of grace i do not choose the law father i thank you this morning will you go ahead and give god thanks give god praise ah that you are saved eh? that you have been liberated from the power of death and hell ah that sin does not have any dominion over you again now you understand when we are saying thank you jesus thank you jesus now you understand yes now you understand what we are saying Ah, there is this new life that God purchased for us through Jesus. When Jesus said it was finished, this was what happened. Father, we say thank you this morning. Thank you for the finished work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. 
thank you, Lord, for this precious gift, this gift of righteousness, this gift of your grace. We pray this morning, Lord, give us the courage, the boldness to live each day to glorify you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you this morning because we are not slaves anymore. We thank you this morning because we are children of God. Father, we belong to you. And so from today, we declare we will love you more and more. We will walk deeper in, our, in love with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we glo- give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.